gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. The crew is here today. We're going to be talking about the cancel culture, but not the cancel culture you think. The cancel culture of Joe Biden canceling out everything that Trump has done, including all the good things and all the things that would help Americans. Joe Biden is getting rid of all of them because who cares about Americans? Let's just screw Trump. That's Biden's uh, mentality. But before we get into this talk, before we dive into this interesting topic, do us a favor, like this video, share this video. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell before, or that way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, comment on the video. What do you think? Do you think Biden is petty and vindictive? Or do you think he's really trying to make things better for Americans? If so, he's got a weird way of showing it. Comment below. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, please become a member. It's really easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen and give us your email. We'll start sending you stories that are important to conservatives like you and us. And you probably won't read anywhere else. Who built the cages, Joe? Who Joe built the cages. Joe and Joe Obama. Joe Obama? Joe Obama. The Joe Obama administration. The Joe Obama. The Obama administration. President, you know, my boss, the guy. You know his name. Yeah. That's who built the cages is Joe asking himself because he can't remember. But it was him. It was him all along. He built the cages and he continued the cages. Yes. Even when Trump stopped the cages. Trump was really just kind of a midway point between two instances of Biden putting children in cages on the southern border. But this isn't the same. It's, there's a pandemic going on. That's what Jen yes. Psaki says. Here, here's the quote from the, the Circleback Queen. This is not kids being kept in cages. This is kids. This is a facility that was open that's going to follow the same standards as other HHS facilities. It's not a replication. Certainly not. That's never our intention to replicate the immigration policies of the past administration. But we are in a circumstance where we're not going to expel Uncompeted minors at the border, that would be in, inhumane. That is not what we are going to do here as an administration. Isn't that what Trump is? <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. And then she goes, she continues. We, we very much feel that way. These are facilities, let me be clear. One, there's a pandemic going on. I'm sure you're not suggesting, anyway, so there's a pandemic going on. And, but isn't it what, I mean, <laughs> basically, there's so much stupid in there, I don't even know where to start. It, it basically, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. Oh my gosh. They're keeping kids in cages and using different words. And that has been the problem with the left has had all along with Trump. They don't really care about his policies. It's his mean words. Trump's mean words. He didn't put the kids in cages. That was just what Obama and Biden had put in place before he took. He just let it continue to happen. And to be, to be fair, they're not even technically kids in cages. Like they, they choose the words carefully so that you think... Oh, there's a four-year-old child locked in a dog cage somewhere in a corner because of evil, racist immigration facilities. They have the like. Okay, it's it's not good to lock up children, but when the alternative is just let them go with who knows who they're with or completely by themselves, that would be inhumane. In, in uh, as inhumane as keeping them in a cage somewhere. So and and separate. You've yeah. got to separate. Like and like. Remember the the Time magazine cover that had Trump. Mm -hmm. looking down on a little migrant girl behind bars. That photo of the migrant girl was taken under the Obama administration. They all neglected to mention that when that famous article came out, but that was pretty important. So if it was a problem when Trump was allowing it to happen, 
then that means you have to also criticize Obama for doing it in the past and Biden for doing it now. And Obama for instituting it. Yeah. This was Obama's creation. You remember when Obama had the nickname the Deporter-in-Chief because of all the deportations he signed? Nobody calls him racist. Nobody says that you know he was an evil, vindictive dictator who was anti-immigrant and called Mexicans rapists because he wasn't. Neither was Trump. But it was the, again, guys. This is this has nothing. This is nothing to do with policy. It has everything to do with hating what the man stood for, which is freedom. Biden wants to cancel everything that Trump did, regardless of whether or not it helps Americans. Day one, he cut how many thousands of jobs? Eleven, right off the bat. But that doesn't include all the other jobs that are that, that are. They can just yeah, run the code and build solar panels. Yeah, they can get other jobs. Green jobs. Green yeah. jobs. Yeah. What what green jobs? They, eh, we'll we'll get back. We'll circle back. He's he he delayed the Trump signed the executive order to reduce insulin prices. Two days before it went into effect, Biden froze that as well. How does that help Americans? It doesn't. It, he's not. making life tougher for Americans when it should be the opposite. It's like he's making he's getting in the way of, of freedom. I, I could keep going. Yeah. He re-entered the Paris Accords, which we're going to pay for, and China doesn't even have to cut emissions for ten years. Which, by the way, we're already leading the world in cutting carbon emissions. And the UN said we don't need to be a part of it. The UN itself, who's who released that bogus, yes. they are the yeah, they're the, the, the best organization in the world for getting involved in useless accords and non-binding agreements. So if the UN says, "Hey, America doesn't need to go back in," maybe we should have listened to him on that one. But and here's something else that Biden's about to do. He's about to get back into the Iran nuclear deal and make it even strengthen it a little bit more. They're saying, like. That is so obsolete now. It was always a bad deal, but especially now when we got the entire Middle East ganging up on Iran, why would we want to go into a deal with them? We don't need them to do it. We don't even need to. Because it undoes everything that Trump I, accomplished. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. obviously. But that, that's, that's the entire point here. And I've made the comparison before about, you know, like your typical infomercial. They create a problem nobody was having just so they can sell you a solution that you didn't actually need. Half of these things, I'm sure that, you know, Biden acknowledges, yeah, we don't want insulin to cost more, but he's going to get rid of Trump's effort to do it so he can substitute his own. And mm -hmm. then the historical record will show that it was Biden who lowered uh, insulin costs. It was Biden who created all these jobs. Um, just today, or yesterday, he ended the Operation Talon program, which was fighting human trafficking and had led to thousands of... Arrests. Almost 20,000 arrests of sexual predators living in our country illegally. Now, obviously with the, the jokes aside about Biden liking to sniff children and all that, because that's kind of low-hanging verbal fruit here, um, you can give Biden the benefit of the doubt and say, like, you hope he doesn't support sex trafficking and modern-day slavery. You'd like, but he you'd just like made it easier. Exactly. He just made it easier for it to be done. And it's probably because he has his own plan for how he wants to do that. He wants to put it in. So it's like, oh yeah, Joe Biden was the man who led the campaign to stop sex trafficking. Well, I literally... You can't be Trump. I literally just got done writing the uh, writing an article about the AP journalist who... Took, um, 
took the administration to task over them kind of trying to claim ex uh, credit for the companies that were working with the Nord pipeline in Germany, the German Germany to Russia uh, mm -hmm. pipeline. Uh, he's basically trying to take credit for those companies backing away from that. No, mm -hmm. that was Trump. And this this one reporter called them out on it. It was beautiful. Beautiful. And and, and it was and it's all in the language. And the guy the guy he, the guy says, you know, our actions. And and he goes, "Are you trying to take credit?" He goes, "No, I mean the people that worked in the state department, blah blah blah." then he should have chose his words better. He should have said, the combined efforts of the previous and our administration, we have seen this happen. If he wasn't trying to take credit for it, for Biden, he would have said that instead of our actions. Well, remember that this is the Joe Biden who just last week said, we didn't have the vaccine for COVID when we came into office. He received two doses of that vaccine yeah. before he was sworn in. Uh, By the so way, that's getting fact-checked now. Which that's nice to see because that was so no no obvious, no 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 not not in a oh, good way any other way they're saying that oh. there wasn't context oh of course I I that's that's forgive their, me for giving the liberal media too much credit that's their favorite actually. that's hey, their the fact checkers are the modern day thought police yeah. let's just be honest that's what they are they they are not fact checkers they, you know they they'll say that was a mostly that was a mostly true statement I think I don't know if it was completely true guys no there's no, there's never checkers. anything that's mostly true a republican says something and it's either mostly false or completely false a leftist says something and it's either 100 percent true or no or context. true but lacking context yeah so we we talked <laughs> so, about this in a recent podcast about the about trump's january 6th speech where they said well mostly true that trump said patriotically peacefully and patriotically marched to the capitol mostly true it's 100 but it lacks, the it. it lacks the context that he spent months laying the groundwork for that's it, not what it that's no. not the context no. that, that's not how this works but of course they love to selectively apply context so yes uh when biden says he didn't have the vaccine before he came into office he's a liar it's, as he is on most of these other subjects, but it's gotta be that. it's gotta be so nice to be Joe Biden because you have the entire media, big tech, big business all covering for you. You know, I mean, think about it. Everything he does, they cover for him. Even even with this Texas thing, with the Texas, with all the you know the, they're like, oh, Biden's just keep. What was the Washington Post? I read, I read an article. The Washington Post was like, we're just keeping. He's just keeping a low profile, Joe Biden. You mean he's not doing doing a damn thing? Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you're right, he's not. But, that, like, if that was Trump, oh, my gosh. If Trump didn't show, like, if he wouldn't have called up the National Guard, whatever. Like, and, if, and, if he wouldn't have visited within two hours, they're like, Trump doesn't care about the people. Remember when George W. kept a low profile after Hurricane Katrina? And, you know, we got Kanye West on TV. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Here's what I want to know. Will anybody else notice this? Like, and what I mean by that. Well, the, well, now that we are seeing the double standard out on display, will any of the left go, wait a second? Of course not. It would involve I mean, them saying they were wrong. Yeah, but there's got to be somebody. Like, there's got to be some tweeners. Well, right? today I wrote about the, the cages, which Washington Post and Daily Beast called migrant detention facilities. Mm. Um, they don't call them cages like they would under Trump, but they both called it out, and Washington Post got a lot of heat for calling it out. Um, they didn't necessarily <coughs> blame it on the Biden administration, but they pretty much just like laid out the facts, like Biden reopened migrant detention facility, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that they reported that, other media got mad at them for doing that. Yeah, of course, because the industry has its little bubble, 
where you know we have to report what's in the bubble and you can't look at what's outside the bubble because that's all misinformation and our fact checkers only go so far here. So on Facebook, and maybe you guys have seen it, but I haven't seen it, I can't think of one time where one of my liberal friends was ever fact checked. Well, I have seen one. Ooh, one! I'll tell you what, and it's oh. the recent one. It, it, it was wow. Uh, Good job, Facebook. Ted Ted Cruz did not say he does not believe in climate change. Okay, that's no. that's the one thing I've seen. <laughs> the one thing, though. The one. All thing. the fights you get in on Facebook. By the way, yeah, all the fights I've seen. Yeah. 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 By the way, Trump's verified people never gets fine. Uh, never gets fact checked. Yeah, we're talking about context. That was a complete Trump's. Mexicans are criminals and rapists. Comment, which was not never gets true. back. Never gets well, back but that, that's why that that's why Biden is trying to repeal the Operation Talent. Is that what's called Talent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Effort because Mexicans, Mexican illegal immigrants can't be rapists. They can't be sex offenders. So therefore, they don't exist. And this was just a Trump administration racist policy that went to block Mexicans from coming into the United States. Yeah. But then again, it may not matter because uh, Garrick, uh, Garrick. Um, Merrick Merrick Garland, sorry. Uh, Merrick Garland basically said yesterday that he's not going to uh, prosecute illegal immigration anymore. I didn't know he he could do that. Well, he's about to be attorney general. He's about to be attorney general. He can can choose what to... to, Apparently, the, the U.S. Constitution means nothing anymore, and the laws mean nothing. So open borders are fine, so we probably won't need these... Detention centers, yeah, laser. Definitely not cages. We can have a uh, counting facilities where they just come through and we funnel them on in. But say they release all these, uh, all these unattended migrant children into the country, they send them on to whatever fate awaits them in the wide open green pastures of the United States. Say those kids get into the education system, they're still kind of screwed because Biden just reversed uh, Trump's order on the apprenticeship programs and the college alternatives, you know, the things that were supposed to be giving people an alternative to the nonsense of a four-year college degree that will just get you nothing but debt if you don't make the right decisions. And, you know, what was supposed to allow them to learn a trade and stuff is now uh, just done away with. No no more of that. Mm -hmm. We're back to the society that says you have to go to college for four years or you will never be successful. And again, that's probably because Biden has his own ideas about how he's going to fix the education system. Wants to come in and just... I don't think he wants to fix the education system. I think he, he wants, wants to forgive to force, student loan debt. Yeah, I think he yeah. wants to force everybody into four-year institutions mm-hmm. so that they can continue brainwashing people instead of giving them an alternative that would allow them to make more money outside of yeah. the four-year college education. So rather than uh, having young students grow up and after high school they decide to go learn how to weld and make a ton of money because welders make a lot of money now. Uh, he instead wants them to go to college and learn about feminist dance therapy and minor and critical race studies and then graduate with a degree that gets them nothing. So they'll be a really book smart, angry, frustrated, broke Starbucks barista. And that's, and then that's the perfect recipe for I need I need fifteen dollars an hour because I can't get a job in my in my field. Don't enter a field that does not have jobs. Yeah, like the thing about a field is that before you hop into it, look at the field across the fence. Well, and if there's nothing in it, don't go in. Young students who just come out of high school, they've never had any experience to any career field besides writing maybe one report in your senior year of high school. 
on something they might be interested in, there should be an in-between stage where they go to some, I know, a year-long school program where you experience different uh, workplaces for a year. I can do one better for you. I think college should wait until you're 30. I think you should. You I should. I think it's too long, but you should not spend thirty. But you should spend some time in the real world to get your premise. But well, look, yes, I say thirty because I didn't know who or what I was until I was in my thirties. Some well, people are earlier. I'm saying that's your story, though. Right. I'm saying I, I get that, but we see more and more we see people floundering in the wind than we do see forging ahead in a career as soon as they get done with school or or beforehand. What I'm saying is. If you have some life experience, and I don't just mean work experience, I mean life experience, and you really find out what's out there and what your choices are, then you figure out, wow, I need to, now This is now that I know this, this is the, the direction I want to go. You may never want to go to college. You might just want to go to trade school, or you might want to go to trade school right off the bat. It doesn't really matter. Or apprenticeship. Or, uh, but you should. You can't because Biden revoked it. It's essentially anything that tells you you need 16 years of schooling in order to be even moderately successful in life. It's ridiculous. But I can tell you right now, like, there's, you're, you you haven't graduated yet, right? I'm still in school. Still and in I school. waited like, for that reason. I did. You did. What, but are you working in your field? No. All right. What about you? Roughly, roughly. I was I was yes. an, I was an English major, yeah. and I studied a bunch of literature classes and stuff. And I minored in history, so I learned all about the actual American history, not uh, the new stuff they came out with shortly after I left college. Mm-hmm. And then I found this job, uh, came on board with Freedom Wire about six months after college. So I'm I'm a unique case in that. Yeah. I, Knew where I was yeah, going. There's a lot of you. I know. I, I gra- for a lot of people. No. Who yeah, I graduated yeah. without debt, not because of white privilege or things that had been handed to me, but because I had parents who busted their butts for twenty years to yeah, that's white save up. Right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, the, we need they, someone to come had, along. You had and, money. We need someone to come along and disrupt the nuclear family. Uh, yeah. Split up my parents. Go to go to a more village centric means of raising children. Boots. But exactly, and like I said earlier, when you have all these people who are fresh out of school, after spending sixteen years, from you know the time they're little kids until they're in their mid twenties, going to school, studying stuff in books, they graduate with a useless major, gets them absolutely nothing, they've acquired massive amounts of debt, and they can only get menial jobs that don't pay them very much. That is the perfect recipe for someone who's going to vote Democrat because right. Democrats are promising to solve all those problems. Yep. It's not you picked a stupid major and now you kind of have to deal with that or you know find a way to use it, be creative, be resourceful. It's we're going to restructure society to forgive all your debt and find you a job that lets you use that major because well, yeah, you can teach your feminist dance therapy to government employees and will pay you 20 bucks an hour. Well, one th- good thing Trump did, and, his, and it kind of got overlooked, was he had an executive order. It was overshadowed by the campus free speech executive order, but uh, it was also to every time for people when they go to get student loans, when they become college students, they have to, they're shown the, you know, the, the jobs that are available in different career tracks, different degrees, and how much the average salary is. And so to kind of get people, kids to think about, is this really worth me taking this loan to do this degree when I could be doing this degree. So I thought that was a really a good step well, in the right direction. That. When I was 
looking at colleges and stuff in, in senior year, junior year even, and when I got freshman year, and my first two years in community college, all of that they showed me like prices for my degree. When you go to the counseling center, that's what they do. They show you how much you can make, if you're interested in this, they do aptitude tests, stuff like that. So they do help you get a fighting chance at it, but it still doesn't, it's not gonna guarantee your success. And there's also the simple fact that sometimes financial realities make you make certain decisions mm -hmm. in life where, okay, you really want to go to this like fancy school that is you know halfway across the country from where you live right now, but you can't afford it. So maybe it's better to go to the college that's up the road that lets you live at home, save money, and will get you a degree that's more or less comparable. It's just not the big fancy college experience you were hoping for. Well, why do you think college is so expensive? That's a rhetorical question. It's because it's been expensive ever since the government got involved in the 60s. College is a business. Home. Because then they keep, that's why these buildings are so big at these schools and stuff. They're trying to, they're trying to compete on the facilities and stuff and they're, and they're able to get charges exorbitant prices because they're going to get the student loan money anyway for tuition. They, they find more ways to get around, you know, government aid and stuff every year. Okay, well, government's going to pay this much for people who are enrolled in this program. So we'll just tack on uh, an extra $300 campus fee. What is a campus fee? We don't know. We're just going to make... Uh, I, I yeah. took a summer class one time that was online. There was a distance learning fee of $90 a credit hour for that class. I was like, wait, this is an online class. I'm in my living room. Why am I paying you more money than I would if I was going to campus using your parking spaces, your buildings, your air conditioning, your bathrooms, all that stuff? And they never I'm, discounted throughout the whole yeah, pandemic. I'm paying you additional money. Mm -hmm. And... Same thing with the pandemic. It's like, you'd think that college would be a lot cheaper mm -hmm. this last year with everyone having to go distance learning, but you know, it's if funny, anything, it's more expensive. I saw a research today that said they had like a record amount of students signing up for college over the past year, probably because everyone had, was stuck at home, didn't have anything to do, maybe lost their jobs, something like that. Um, but that just goes to show you, they didn't want to lower their prices because they wanted to gouge everybody signing up for uh, more money. And it's because they can. It's because yeah, they've been they getting away with it for... 40 plus years, and regardless of what side of the aisle proposes an idea of how to resolve the college debt crisis and all the nonsense on college campuses, until somebody figures out how to stop universities from charging so much money and getting away with it, and from loan organizations from heavily leaning on students who need money to you know give them predatory loans and stuff, it's not going to fix itself. It's not yeah. going to... I'll add a small anecdote too. Lot just a few days ago, before the Coca-Cola thing happened, the superintendent of my college emailed everybody and issued out new guidance for African American students. And it was a whole list of how they're changing the university to um, to help African American students. So they had like a whole separate graduation process. They had um, African American learning. They have African American English. So There's all this different stuff, and it's like, what if it was? What if it was reversed? What if it was white? <laughs> so so that, that email, mm -hmm. that's just uh, new age email speak for whites only and blacks only. We, we are, right. going, we are back going back to segregation, to segregation yeah. in the name of keeping things equal. And I had to pay for these classes that I'm in exactly. yeah. and go to this school. It's and like, people were telling me you need to cancel that. You need to get your money mm -hmm. back and take it to another college that's not going to force this kind of brainwashing. Yeah. Well, so here's the end. We're wrapping up here in a second. It's that this is unpopular, but it's true. The great... Walter Williams, you know, he just died a year or earlier this or last year now, I guess at this point. Um, African American based conservative. We don't want to talk about that. Uh, you know, he doesn't count. But anyway, he did a lot of research into 
into the inner city schools and he says that they it's actually worse they've gone bent their back you know they've they've bent over backwards to get as many african-americans as they get in school even though they don't test good at all they they lower the standards for them to be able to get and then when they get into college so they're not actually getting a good education they're not getting but they're still getting free passes basically and everything so it's the opposite and that's what, what if walter williams wrote a lot about that and i think that's something that again so if i just said that now it'd be hate speech i'm sure by citing statistics and but it's true unfortunately Sorry. the the demographic getting screwed most by all this and just not so it's you know just white people sitting around complaining about white people problems no, asians Asian oh, yeah. students yeah. are actually disproportionately most targeted by uh, universities uh, with discriminatory mm -hmm. acceptance policies and everything, and it, it, it's every level of education. So it's not like, oh, let's bemoan the fate of poor white people. Mm -hmm. Like there's, a, there's another minority, or at least another group well, that technically is a minority. My dad brought up a really good example because my friend I'm from a city called Oceanside and they have one of the highest populations of Pacific Islanders and Samoans because it's California so close. So um, they don't put policies to promote Samoan education or Pacific Islander education, only blacks. And I feel like that's a, that's a huge um, disadvantage to other minorities that don't get the same higher treatment. Okay, yeah, let's just treat everybody yeah. exactly the same, the same and acknowledge that there's actually no such thing as a perfect equality except equality under the law. Well, and anything that, seek, to be. Yeah, anything that seeks to accomplish yeah. anything other than that is gonna fail because it can't exist. And when we come back together and acknowledge that equality under the law is the, what America has been about from the get-go, we can get better at applying that. Mm -hmm. So real quick, I was gonna say, also school choice is, to me, and it's, it's been called the civil rights issue by, of our time. I really believe that is because a lot of the pe the people that mostly get the bad education are inner city, you know, minority students, and they're tied to the, because of their zip code to a horrible education, and it's, so that is something. But if I don't know why that I know why it's the teachers' unions and they don't want to break it up, but like the the stranglehold they have. But I think that's something that needs to be discussed about, and conservatives who have always been school choice need to take that narrative back from the left because we are the ones on the side of minority students. They are not. Because there are, they're sticking them in terrible college or high schools and, and elementary schools right now. And teachers unions stuck shut there. down school choice legislation and are actively striking, refusing to go back to work under COVID. Hey, teachers. Until, until they di uh, disband yeah. charter schools and private schools. I'm going to talk to teachers so, real quick. Yeah. Go to work. Sorry, sorry. I know many teachers. I love good teachers. They are amazing. <coughs> but there's an awful lot of them who are bad, and the unions are just terrible. We're paying so, your salary. Go to work. You know what's funny is we got really off topic. Yeah. <laughs> this went well, from... It's on topic with the executive order. Yeah. Right, right, right. But it, we got really off topic, yeah. which is funny yeah. because it shows you just how interlocked all of this stuff is. Because Trump was all about trying mm -hmm. to get these education things yeah. going. Because like, in addition to that executive order that just got overturned, Robert. he had the 1776 project and all these other which things. And Biden erased all of them. So also Betsy DeVos was a very underrated secretary. I felt like she did a very good yeah. job. She she got made fun of and she's always been she's from Michigan. She's always been beat up all these years for being for school choice, but she's she hangs in there and she sticks to what she believed in. So I think she did a really good job. Well, under Biden's America, that's all gone. Yeah. And there you have it. Hopefully you guys liked what you heard. And even more, I hope you agreed with what you heard. If you did, please like this video, share this video, comment on this video, let us know what you think about Creepy Joe or Sleepy Joe or whatever you want to call him, 86ing all of Trump's accomplishments. He's either trying to get rid of them or take credit for them. It's really weird.
Also, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Do all that stuff I told you in the beginning. Become a member of Freedom Wire. All that good stuff. Part of me. All that good stuff. And uh, support us so we can keep making these videos for you guys. All right, guys. Anything else? Previewing next week, a couple of us are going to CPAC and it's the return of Trump. So check in with Freedom Wire on Monday. Stay tuned. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. I'll throw in a reminder. Uh, check the links in the description for articles to all the stuff we talked about today. Um, even some fun extra things we didn't get to. Uh, there's always more to say on these subjects. And also, good news, we're on Spotify now. Uh, if you want to take Freedom Wire on the go, don't have time to turn on YouTube and get to see our pretty faces, the very least you can hear our voices wherever you go. Go to Spotify, subscribe to us over there, and uh, show the podcast some love. We're trying to grow that platform too so we don't fully just rely on YouTube because YouTube um, doesn't like us. All other Spotify is free to use mm -hmm. and you can use it while using other apps. Yeah. So in the background, you don't have to have YouTube open, you can just listen to Spotify. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. You guys make this happen. So keep 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 doing what you're doing to help us make this happen. You guys are Americans. Remember that. Stay free. God bless you guys.